We're starting Be'ez Hashem Daf Samach Tes. We're at the very first line of Samach Tes, very first word. Um, the was picking up with, we brought in yesterday, the a contrast that Rav Huna said, B'Shem Rebbe, the difference between uh, Parnasa and Tanai Ksuba. Parnasa meaning Nidunya, and Tanai Ksuba meaning Mizaynas. So now we're going to have some questions. We're really going to delve into the topic of Nidunya here. Okay, so Parnosa, as we call it, Nidunya. So now, Talalei Rav, I'll have some good stories. Talalei Rav, L'Rebbe Bein Echiti. So Rav sent a Shaila to be answered by Rebbe. He sent it Bein Echiti. Rashi says what that means is between the lines. Everything good is between the lines. He wrote a letter and he wrote it between the lines. Some of the Mepharshim explained because it's Tarash of Balpeh. And uh, at this point, it wasn't supposed to be written down. So he didn't want to write it in an official capacity. He wrote it, he... He kind of put this Shaila, hid it in between the lines of the letter that he was sending to Rebbe. Tysus brings down another upshot that it was done a little bit more uh, like Spymaster. He said that he, could, that he sent him a bunch of letters uh, sent together, and in between it was sewed together. If you peeled it too open, there was a, a, a petek inside where he had the Shiloh over there, okay, that it wasn't Benichiti, but then it... Um, wasn't between, that it wasn't between the lines, but rather it was between the Shilohs uh, stitched in. But either way, there was some sort of uh, Shiloh over here, and we'll see uh, of what significance it was or why it mattered that it was Bene Shiti, between the lines. So he sent them the following Shiloh in regards to Nidunya. Ha'achin sheshibdu mahu. So let's say the brothers were mishabed the Nechasim after the father died. So the father died, he had property, and then the brothers went ahead and were mashabed. Now, mashabed is a general term. The question is, there's two ways to be mashabed. You could either sell it. Well, now you basically gave it away. So it is mashabed, mashabed to somebody else because somebody else owns it. Okay, you sold it, and therefore somebody else owns it. So they, along with ownership, comes an automatic lien. Or the other way to be mashabed a property is when I, um, I take a loan out and I use it as a lien to, um, you know, to offset the loan, to use it as a mashgun for... The, okay, so we're going to have to understand what does it mean, shashibdu. But they did one of those two things. They were mashabed, the property. So now we want to know, can, uh, can mimishubadim, essentially, can we be goiva, this land, le'inyin, nedunya, for parnasa purposes. Okay? So, haba yasef ravchia kameh. Ravchia was sitting in front of Rebbe. Amar lei. So he said to him, machrei imashkenai. So Rav Chia said, by the way, so he sent the Shiloh, they were Meshavadit. Which one is it? How? Doesn't it depend on how you were Meshavadit? Did the brothers sell it? Or did they just use it as a mashkin to secure a loan? Amar Lei, Rebbe said to Rav Chia, my nafkimina, it makes no difference at all. Bein machru, bein shemashkinu, maitzian leparnasa, bein maitzian lemezainas. When it comes to parnasa, the way we explained this, we had this yesterday, right? There's a difference, fundamental difference between parnasa and mezainas. Parnasa is a fixed amount. Mezainas is an unending chiyuv. When you have unending chiyuvim, we don't, we don't, right? Again, I should have done a title search, and therefore... You should have known what possible liabilities are out there. We're going to limit the possible liabilities when, when, you're, when a person buys a piece of land or uses it as a lien, understanding that it can get taken away from him. We're only, the only things that we're going to use it against, the way that the Kanas Chacham is on this thing, the only, the only way we're going to take away property is if there was a fixed thing that you could have done a title search on. But if it's something like Mizanis, Mizanis is an unending chiv. So then the Chachamim said, anything that is an unending chiv, you can never collect from Mishubadim. Okay, and therefore, so 
Again, Maitzin le Parnasa ve'en Maitzin le Mazaynas. So, so Rebbe answered the question that it doesn't make a difference. Rav sent Mashkanai, the brothers are Mashkanai, and Rechia was confused. Which Mashkanai? Is it if he sold it, or if, if is it if the brothers sold the land that she could she could, can she be Maitzi, or if they use it as a lien, can she be Maitzi? And Rebbe said it makes no difference whether the brothers sold it or use it as a Mashkan. You can be Maitzi. For Panasa for Nadunya, why? Because it's a fixed amount. Nadunya is a fixed amount, and therefore you can be tarif, you can be gaived from Mishubadim. The Rav, so now the Gemara wants to understand why was Rav, why did he ask the Shiloh this way? The Rav, if he wanted to know if the brother sold it, can or will we, right? But can she, to get her Nadunya, for her to get a Nadunya, will we take it away from the buyers? So Rav should have written If the brothers used it as collateral for a loan, they just had to use it as a lien. So then we should have said Mashkanai coming by Mashkanai. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. Rav Tarvayu coming by Again, we're talking about he wrote it. Let's say according to Rabbi Rashi, between the lines, he didn't have a lot of space to work with, so he had to get the Shaila in, and he wanted to know both. He didn't have enough space to write both Shailas, and therefore, but he wanted an answer to both. So he left it purposely vague, right? Talk about the category, if they were mishabed it, and then figuring that Rebbe would understand and answer both Shilas. Why? Because, now, Visavar, he said, if I only write one, I won't get an answer to both. Now, the Gemara's going to want to understand why, if he only would have written one, why he wouldn't have had an answer to both Shilas. Meaning, Visavar, ikas vino le machru. Rav, Rav thought to himself, if I, would, if I just write machru, my, right? If the brothers sell the land Will we be might see it from the buyers for the Nadunya? So then Hanicha Ishalakli might see it. So if let's say the answer comes back, yes, we're might see we might see it from the buyers, then I it would in fact answer both of my shots. Koshikane Mashkanai, right? Because who has a stronger ownership of the land? The buyers have a stronger ownership than the bank, right? Think about it this way. When you have a lien on your piece of property that you own, because you own it, that's a lot stronger than the bank's lean on your house, you still have ownership of the house. So if we're going to be might see it from a buyer, then for sure we're going to be might see it from a lien holder. So if the answer is might see it, then I, then I wouldn't talk and know the answer to both. However, if he would have told me, ain't might see it, if, again, if I would have just written, are we might see from lekuchais, from buyers, well, then I still wouldn't have known. Maybe it's only from buyers because they have a much stronger ownership that's why you can't be mighty. But Akati Mashkan, I come in Bailey. I wouldn't have known. Maybe. In other words, then I would have asked, can we be mighty from the Lukuchais to the Nadunya Sisha? And the answer would be, no, we may not, but maybe from a lien holder, we will be mighty. Or, Ikas Vinale Mashkanai. Let's say I would have just, Rav is thinking, I would have just written the Shiloh as the brothers were Mashkanai. Then, Ishalach Lidain might see in. If he would have told me, you're right. If he would have told me that we're not even being mighty from lien holders. To pay her nidunya, kol machray. Then I would talk no machray again. If we're not even going to take it away from the, the bank, the lien holders for sure from the buyers we can't take it away. might see it. However, if he sent me that we will take it away from the mashkenai again, akati machray I would not have known the answer about will we take it away from the buyers. And therefore, Rab said I could write the word shibud, which is mashma both, and I'll get an answer to both questions. Okay, so that is all Rebbe's answer. Rebbe's answer was that when it comes to Nadunya, we will take it away from the Mishubadim.
whether it, the brothers went ahead and sold it or whether the brothers used it as collateral for the loan, she comes along and says, I want my nadunya that was built in when the father left his estate over. There was a chiyav, or there's a, there's a standard chiyav that the father is going to give nadunya to his daughter. And therefore, we can take the land away if the brother sold it from whoever bought it, if there's nothing else. Okay, or if they have no b'nei chayim, we can take it away. Or we'll take it away from, from the lien holder. Is that the No, it's definitely not. It's... it's it's not even a Tanaik Suba, right? We said yeah, it's not right. it's not a Tanaik Suba. You get issue a waiver on it. Suba, I thought we said is the right Well, Suba could be. That's a separate question. Tanaik Suba is a Chiyuv. Yeah. Yesterday we ended off saying, and that's where really we set this up in order, which is that, just be understand, Nidunya is not like a Tanaik Suba, meaning that a Tanaik Suba is a Chiyuv. Whatever Chiyuv it is, it doesn't matter. It's a Chiyuv, and therefore the father... Can't go ahead and say, you know what? He can't be he can't be mitzava. Then achar say, don't give my daughters mezainis because that's a tonight suba. But when it comes to nedunya, he could opt out. But if the father didn't opt out, then the standard is that the father that's standard, normal, and ordinary that the father would want to give any dunya to his daughters. And like we discussed in the previous daven, there's this concept of are we oimei the das the father? We had a machlekes. Do we go with a standard one tenth? Or do we assume if we see if the father was generous or not? But either way, the standard understanding, unless the father delineates otherwise, the standard understanding is that he wants to leave in Nadunya. So th- when he leaves his property over, built into that is Nadunya, Zachiev, Nadunya on the estate. But if we so, don't give the standard, then it creates a problem. Then it's like Muzaynas, really. We'll, we'll come back, we'll, we'll come, let's talk, come back to Aymed the Das of the Father. We'll come back to it later at the end when we talk about Talacha. But let's, let's, let's get through it. Okay, for Rav Yechanan Amar, Echad Zev, Echad Zev, Ein Moitziyan. So again, Rebbe said, well, what did Rebbe say? That we are going to be mighty both if the brothers sold the land or they used it as a lien. We will be mighty for Parnasa, for, for Nadunya, for Parnasa. However, Rebbe Yechanan says, Echad zev, echad zev, ein mitzian. So we're not going to be mighty. okay? We do not take, for Nadunya, we don't use land that is Meshubad. If somebody else owns it or somebody else has a lien on it, we're not going to take it away. Now, here's the question. So it sounds like on the outset, Rav Yechanan is arguing on Rebbe, right? Which is problematic because, and if we, if we remember, we recently had this. We said, and we spoke out a little bit about this. We had on Daf Ches. Tesis said, Rav Tanu Upalag, and he said, Rav Yechanan, we him like Rav. Rav Tanu Upalag, however, when this Rav Yechanan and Rav, we're even going to him like Rav Yechanan, even though he is not a Tana. So it's clear that Rav Yechanan can't really, in his capacity, argue on a Tana. Rebbe is a Tana. Okay, so how could Rav Yechanan, how could Rav Yechanan argue? Okay, so the question is, and the Gemara is going to get into this in a moment here, does he even argue? But how could he argue if he did argue? And um, so I've saw brought down a, an interesting Gemara Makam that it's that this a whole concept where we say, and the the, the, the of Mirbachanan brings this down in Baba Basra actually, and he quotes a Shittas Rabbeinu Yoyna, but it's a fascinating idea here that when we, normally we say Tana Upalag, that is when it went through the channel that we have the Tana's Shita is through a Brisa or through a Mishnah. Then it was because Brisa and Mishnahs were discussed and then they were set as to be, right? There's a certain Sakaira, right? We have a certain way that we paskin and we know we're not going to, really what he's saying is Be'etzem and Amir could argue on a Tana. It's just that when there's a Tana as quoted by a Brisa or a Mishnah, so the Chachmei Hadar basically instituted that this, this should be the, the settled law, and Amir can't then in a later generation argue on it. However, how did this Shittas Rebbe come about? 
It came about through his answering of a letter. It wasn't done in a Mishnah. It wasn't done in a Brisa. And therefore, it's not a Shitas Tanayim in an official capacity. And therefore, Rabbi Echanan could have argued on it because it wasn't settled and discussed by the Chachmei Adar. So that's how Rabbi Echanan could argue. But now the Gemara is going to ask, does Rabbi Echanan, on the outset, they're definitely arguing based on what they said. Rabbi said, you are Gaiva for Nidunya from Mishabadim. And Rabbi Echanan said, you're not. Okay, the question is, Maybe he just never heard Rabbi Shita. Again, it wasn't a Mishnah or a Brisa. It was an answer to a letter to Rav. So maybe it just was never as widely circulated. But the Ishmi'ale have a Makabale. He would talk and have been Makabale. And he wouldn't have argued. That was his thought was my Shita. But oh, if I would have heard Rabbi said differently, I'm not going to argue on the great Rabbi. Okay, so the question is, do we say that maybe he Taka heard it, but, and he knew it, but he argued. Like we explained that Rabbi Yechanan Again, this wasn't an official Mishnah Bryce, so he could argue. So now, Tashima, let's see. Didmar, we have a case. Mishemes, let's say somebody dies. So father leaves over two daughters and a son. So let's say the first daughter got married. She takes her Nadunya. Okay, so one daughter out of the two got her Nadunya. Now, who is the Yerush over here? The son, right? But the son has a requirement when it gets to Yerusha that the estate is going to pay Nadunya. So the first daughter got Nadunya. The second one comes along, and the second one didn't have an opportunity to collect her Nadunya. And then the son dies. So now what happens? The son dies. So now the two sisters, essentially, are Yerush. So the question is, do we take, does this daughter number two get her Nadunya off the top and then we split the balance? Or do we just split it as it is and say, eh, who cares about the second daughter's Nadunya? The Chiyav didn't come up yet and therefore it's gone. Okay, again, the whole concept of Nadunya was when the father, when the, it was a, something a father would do, when the estate gets passed to his sons, the sons have a responsibility to continue it. But here, where the son passes away, in any ways they're Yerushim, if the father would pass away and it would go be Yerushim, there were no sons at all, there would be no concept of Nadunya on the daughters. What do you mean? They just split it. The whole Nadunya was, we take from the son to give to the daughter. So now over here, we're in the middle, first girl got her Nadunya, but the first daughter got her Nadunya, Sister number one, but the second daughter, sister number two, did not get an Antonio. But now they're both going to be Yerish. So I'm Rabbi Yechanan, Shnia Vitra. So the second one is Mavater. She's Michalit. Okay, in other words, she doesn't care. Just split it. Okay, to take off the top. They're, in the, they're, they're, they're being split, splitting this together, anyways. They're both getting an unexpected windfall. Okay, so I'm winning the lottery, so I'm not going to go there and say, oh, well, first I'm supposed to get Nadunya from the estate, and then I'll get the other two. They're, they're getting an unexpected windfall. So, Vitra. Amr Rav Chanina, G'dayla Mizu Amru. So Rav Chanina responds to Rav Yechanan, how could you say this? G'dayla Mizu Amru, Maitzi in the Parnas of A, Maitzi in the Mizainas. We are Maitzi from Mishubadim. We are even Maitzi from Mishubadim for Nadunya. And even though we're not from Mizainas, we are for Nadunya. So again, we see that Nadunya is on such a high level, so Rav Chanina to Rav Yechanan. How could you go ahead and say, Vitra, eh, nobody cares about it. Just let it go. You got a windfall anyways. What are you talking about? We see how seriously we take Nidunya that we're even gave it from Mishabadim. Now, whose Shita was that? That was Shita's Rebbe. Rebbe Echanan argued on it. Va'at Amrit Shnia Vitra, Vim Isa, and Rebbe didn't say anything. You know, Vim Isa, if it's true that Rebbe Echanan never heard of Shita's Rebbe, you know what he should have said to Rebbe Echanan? Mechtesi. Who says that you're Gaiva for Nidunya from Mishabadim? LMI, it must be he knew about it. He didn't even bother responding. Where'd you get that from, Rukhanina? He knew, oh, oh, Rebbe? I don't argue. I don't agree with Rebbe. So you're coming with Tainas on me. By the way, nice Taina, except I don't hold that way. 
So we're trying to bring this as a riot to see from the fact that we said vitra, he said vitra, and then it came back, okay? So who says that we're gaiva for an adunya from Mishabadim? So the Gemara says, okay, so we're trying to bring this as a raya that Rav Yechanan knew about Shitas Rebbe, and Yedafka argued on it. The Gemara says, no raya. Maybe really Rav Yechanan never heard Shitas Rebbe. Okay? And if Rav Yechanan would have heard Shitas Rebbe, that we are good from Mishubadim for an Adunya, Kabel, Rav Yechanan would have agreed to it. That's the other side of our Shiloh, Vishani, Hasam, I, if so, why did Rav Yechanan hold, if, it's, if, Mishu, if, if for an Adunya such a high level that we're going to collect from Mishubadim, why over here are we willing to say, why, why, are we saying to, why is Rav Yechanan willing to say Vitra? If we're even going from Mishubadim, why are we willing to say Vitra? That's because, like we explained, Dika Revach Besa, because Lamaisa, she's getting an unexpected windfall. So in a situation where she's not getting anything, then yeah, we're going to go all the way, be a stickler, to make sure to get her Hanadunya, even from Mishubadim. And maybe Rav Yechanan would be mighty to Rebbe, and maybe Rav Yechanan never heard Shittas Rebbe, and that's why he said something different. But in Hanami, he would have said that. One second. So you're saying the reason why Rav Yechanan said Vitra, that she basically forgave her Hanadunya, is because she's getting an unexpected windfall. Well, what happens? What happens if she wins the lottery? She's also getting an unexpected, right? She finds a Metziah. So she's also getting an unexpected windfall. Maybe we should say that in a situation where a girl finds a mitziah, she doesn't come back and get her nadunya because she got, an, she got unexpected money from somewhere else. So we shouldn't even give her nadunya in that situation. If you're saying unexpected windfall for the girl equals a waiver of nadunya, so then that should be the case here as well. So Amr Lay, no. He says, no, no. Here it's Anna Ravach Beisa Mehani Nechse Kamina. It's She's getting an unexpected windfall from these nechassim that she would have collected her nadunya on. That's where we'll say, you know what, she's not going to be a stickler to say, let me take my half off the top, and then we'll split it. Okay, and that's the situation. Again, the Gemara, the Gemara asked the Shiloh, again, Rebbe said that we're, we're gaiva from Mishubadim for nadunya. Rav Yechanan said, argued. We wanted to know, Rav Yechanan really arguing, or he never knew of Rebbe, which we couldn't bring a raya either way. Could be that he never heard, Rav Yechanan never heard of Shitas um, Rebbe at all. And, okay, and, and, um, and, and actually the way that we, we paskin that the halacha is like Rebbe over here, and we say that it could be that Rebbe Yechanan, like the Gemara says at the end, that it could be that um, Rebbe Yechanan never really, like the Gemara is like the right, Rebbe Yechanan never really heard of Shittas Rebbe, and therefore we're going to go like Shittas Rebbe. Amar Amemar. Now, so again, we know, we're talking about Nadunya. Let's continue. We're going to discuss more data about Nadunya. So we know in Nadunya, so the father passes away because the father would have wanted to give the Nadunya to his daughter. So then it's on the sons to provide the Nadunya, okay? When they got the, the estate, they have to go ahead and give the Nadunya to essentially their sisters. Now the question is, <coughs> do the daughters have the rights to Nadunya as a din of Yerusha or as a din of Balchayv? Which one is it? Amar Amimar, Bas Yeresh Havya. So Amemar says that she is a Yoreshes. She has the dinim of Yoreshes. Really? You mean this? Now, what's one of the differences between a Balchayv or a Yoreshes? If she's a Yoreshes, so a Balchayv, okay, somebody's a Balchayv, which is a fundamental difference between a Balchayv and a Yoreshes. What rights? A Balchayv, you just have to be paid the sum due. So any which way, you don't, you don't have ownership on any of the, Nafkamina could be sentimental value. Right, so if you're a Baal Chayv, so the estate owes you a million dollars. So we pay you a million dollars, we come up with the money, however we raise it, we give you the million dollars, and you're finished. If you're a Yerish, you own a chalek of every single 
asset of the estate. So the nafgamina is, let's say she says, you know what? No, I'm not interested in taking money. I want a tenth of that piece of land, a tenth, let's say, or a third, whatever the number, Eastern Chassam, so a tenth. I want a tenth of that piece of land, I want a tenth piece of land, I want a tenth, I want a tenth of everything. So then she, as a Yoresh, as if she's a Yoresh, she would have that right. A Yoresh has ownership of the, a chalukah, ownership of the physical assets. So therefore, Ravashi is saying, ah, really, you are Meimara saying that she is a Balchayv, so therefore, that means you can't just pay her off and be done with her. So he says, yeah, Amar in. Yeah, that's what I mean. When I say she's a Yoreshes, it means you can't just give her money and buy out the Chayv. She's not a Baal's Chayv. She's a Yoreshes. She has rights to it. And if you wanted to go ahead and say, fine, you'll have ownership of some, but take your dinner from that piece of land. Again, so Amar we wouldn't be able to do that. Again, same idea. A Yoresh owns a, whatever the Chalik is, of all the property. So you can't say, I want you to take your Nidunya from that property. So I'm going lay in. And Amy responds to Ravashi, yeah, that's taka true. Again, I mean it. When I said that she is a Yereshes and not a Baal's Chayv, I mean it. She has all the full rights that a person, I mean, Yerusha would have. Ravashi, I'm Bas Baal's Chayv Havya. She's a Baal's Chayv. Okay? Then no, again, what's the nafkamina? That the brothers don't have to, she doesn't have any rights, any sentiment of value. No, nothing goes to her. She has to get paid, just like any Baal has to get paid. Now, <clears throat> and even a Meymar was Hadar from Hishita, meaning really, we don't take this seriously, we don't say that the, that the girl getting the Nadunya is a uh, is, is a Yeresh, but rather she's a Baal Shchayv, there's just a sum of money that has to be paid to her. Why? Where do we see this? I was in front of Amemar. It's a certain lady came to She A certain lady showed up. She wanted her Nadunya. And I could tell if they would have been able, if the brothers would have been able to, if they had the, the liquidity to pay her off, they would have done it. Why? Because I heard the brother saying, Okay, so in front of the neighbor, she came to get her Nadunya, and the brother is saying, Look, we would be happy to pay you off if we could. And and Amemar was presiding over the case, and he never said, By the way, just letting you know, I know you want that. I'll deal with it in a second. But you brothers made a statement saying that if you had the liquidity, you would pay her off. So you're treating like a Baal Chayv. That Amemar didn't say, by the way, I just want to let you know, Abbas is a Yoreshes, not a Baal's Chayv, and you couldn't pay her off, even if you wanted to, even if you had the liquidity. And therefore, from the fact that Amemar didn't say anything, he was presiding over the case, and whatever he dealt with the case, he dealt with the case. But he didn't say anything about the fact that the brothers, if they could have paid her off, would have paid her off. The Hainu treated her like a Baal's Chayv. We see that Amemar was Hadar, and he held that a Bas, Nadunya's Abbas, is begedder of a Baal's Chayv. The brothers have to figure out how to pay it off, and not an Adonio. And Tysus actually brings in from here, he says, he paskin, that he says, Mikan um, there's a chiv on the judges. If, let's say, one of them says something that we know is clearly false, it's not, not to necessarily weigh into the case, but he says, so we see that it's the judge's responsibility to call out any sheker in his courthouse, even if it's not going to affect the case. And we see that from here, because 
I heard, he's saying, I heard that the brothers would have said we would have treated as Balchav. If Amemar, we, we prove from here that, Ame, that Amemar was Khazar. And he held that the Jezebel didn't have Balchav because if, 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 if otherwise, we couldn't bring a riot from the fact that he was quiet. Maybe he still held a Shita and he didn't feel necessary to correct them. So we see here, this says Taisus brings from here, that we see that a judge's responsibility over his courtroom, the Diana's responsibility over his Diana's, and if something that's said that's false, it's his responsibility, even if it's not. Even if it's not 100% negated to the case, he has to correct that. And that's the right. Okay, so again, we're going succession. First, Nadunya, can we collect from Mishabandim or not? Now we want to know, in Nadunya, when she has rights, is she a Yereshes or a Baal's Next. Now, the question is, now the Lord is going to know a Baal's of who? So now we decided, right? We said even a Mamer was Halderbeh. She's a Baal's Meaning, the brothers just have to figure out how to get the money and pay her off. She doesn't have Yerusha rights. So now, who, Baal of who? The brothers or the father? <coughs> What's the nafkamina? The hash Father or the brothers? Who owes her the money? Is it the father or the brothers? What's the nafkamina? Lemai nafkamina. Lemigba lebeninis. And shaloi bishvua. Biziburis bishvua. Okay, meaning a Baal How does a Baal get paid? From beninis. Normally, if I owe you money, it would get paid from beninis, the middle level land. Okay, it is beninis biburis. When you collect from Yisaimim, we're always going to say that the Yisaimim, we're, we're, we're going to handle them with kid gloves. Okay? And therefore, the Yisaimim would always pay Ziburis. So that's Nafkamina number one. If, she, if the Nidunya is considered as owed by the father, then she can get Beninus. If it's considered as owed by the brothers, okay, well, when you collect from Yisaimim, you always collect Ziburis. So that's number one. Question number two is, another rule is when you collect your Chayv, normally you get paid. I, you owe me money, I pay you the money, you're finished. When you collect from Yisayimim, you have to make a shvua. So the nafkamina is, who owes it? Is it the father who owes it? So therefore, she can collect from Beninus and without a shvua. Or is it the brothers who owe it? Yisayimim. And when you collect from Yisayimim, it's Ziburis, and you have to make a shvua. Okay, my Toshima. The Ravina, Agbele Barte de Ravashi. So Ravina collected from, so again, the daughter of Ravashi needed her Nadunya. Ravashi had passed away. So he collected Labarte de Ravashi, Mimar Bere de Ravashi, from Ravashi's son, Mar. Okay, So we see whose chayv was it? She collected from the Yisayimim Beninus and Shalai B'Shvua. It must have been the father's chayv. This was Ravashi's chayv. Now, Umi Brei, the Rav Sama Brei, the Ravashi. By the way, we're just making a separate point. It's just been a little confusing over here. Ravashi had two sons, Mar and Rav Sama. Now, whose chayv did we say it is? It's the father's chayv, right? Okay, and therefore, I'm sorry, it's the, it's the, Okay, sorry, I, I gotta go back, I gotta go back. The nafkamina, the, the principle I said is true. If it's the father's chayv and you're collecting it from the assignment, then they would pay ziburis and you have to make a chayv, and you have to make a shvua. okay? If it's the brother's own chayv, if they took their own loan, then it would follow all the normal rules of chayv. Okay, I said that, said that wrong. So again, I'm gonna read that again. Ba'ashadamer ba'alas chayv havya, da'aba edachi, l'may nafkamina, l'migba l'beninis. So, shaloi b'shvua, v'ziburis b'shvua. My okay, Tashima, we see here Duravina Agbe Labarte Duravashi Mimarbe Duravashi. So from Ravashi's sons collected how? Bebeninus Vishaloi Bishvua. From Bainus and Lobishwa. So we see that what? We're treating this chayv not as an inherited chayv, but as the chayv of the brothers themselves. So Mar Bere Duravashi, when he paid for the Nidunya, he had to pay using Bainanus and and without a shvua, because it wasn't a chayv of it was his own, like his own chayv. It wasn't something he inherited from his father. 
Now, umi braid rev sama braid rev ashi. So again, when it's the father owes someone money, when the guy who's owed money comes to collect from the assignment, then he number one only gets siburis, and number two he has to make a shvur. So even if he comes with a shvur. Yeah, when we collect, we always collect ziburus and shvur. Okay, we don't necessarily know if it was paid or not, and that's that's part of the reason here. We always we always give the the inherit the the, the 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 sons the benefit of the doubt, and therefore we're going to make it as difficult to collect as possible. Okay, if it's the father's chayv, but if it's their own chayv, then they're like any regular bal chayv, beninus, and without a shvur. Okay, so we see that when Ravashi passed away, Ravashi's daughter. Okay, leftover, Ravashi left over three, as far as we're concerned to our story, there's Marba Ravashi, there's Rav Simai, and then there's the daughter of Ravashi. So Ravina collected from Marba Ravashi for the daughter from Beninus and Belishvua. So we see that who is the Baal Chayv? The brothers, because she was getting, like any regular Baal Chayv, she was getting Beninus without a Shvua. However, the problem is that Marba Ravashi's brother, Reb, Reb um, Reb Sama, who was his brother, also had passed away, and those possessions had passed to his son. So in order to collect, they needed to collect from Marba Ravashi, Ravashi's son, and from the son of Reb Sama, who was his grandson. Now, it was Reb Sama's chiv and Marba Ravashi's chiv. So to collect from those two, it would be like any balas chiv, beninis, without a shua. But for Osama's son, because he had already passed, well, then he's collecting, he's paying off his father's chayv. When you pay off your father's chayv, then it would be from Zipuris. So that's why the Gemara says, <coughs> from the Ravashi's grandson, Ravsama's son, then it was Zipuris Bishvua. So again, because it was his father's chayv, Ravsama's chayv, but we see again, the point is that it's the brother's chayv. Shalach Reb Nechemya, Bereid Reb Yosef, L'Rabba Barav Huna, Zuta Min Ki Asya, Ha'itza. So again, Reb Nechemya sent to Rabba ki, ki asya ha'itza lekamach. When a, the following lady comes in front of you, Agba iser nechasim afilu means teruvla. Give her the iser nechasim the nidunya, even from the itzteruvla, which Rashi says is the Moshev Amasarechayim. So that's the piece that's under the mill. This a mill. Yes, it's hypothetically movable, but it's like heavy machinery. So as far as we're concerned, the piece under the mill is considered karka. Okay, and therefore he was saying, give her from karka. Amar Ravashi ki avinon be'erav kahana. Okay, so again, what do I give the nidunya from? From karka. Okay, Amar Ravashi ki avinon be'erav kahana. Have a magvina nafilu me'alma debesi. So Ravashi says that Rav Kahana would give even from the real estate income. Okay, and th- that's what we're talking about. That the rent, that the rent roll collected from the karka, even though it's not karka itself, the rent roll Right? It's essentially metaltolin. The rent roll is money that comes from karka, and therefore you can collect from there as well. It's like collecting from karka. However, Tesis points out, he gives colors, he says, I just want to let you know that this is not talking about where the rent came due and the guy sent in a check. It's talking about where the guy rented it for a year, and you came, and you came in the middle of the year and said, I want the rent. Since normally we say, rent only takes effect at the end. It doesn't turn into money at the end. And therefore, that's why in this situation, you can monetize it and call it karka. But if it was already due, meaning if let's say you were a landowner and you sent the invoice for this month's rent and it was already due and you already stayed and you had to pay the rent and it was after the rental period, and it was already metalton, then you couldn't. Okay, but the point is, is some sort of these two things that we're saying are, no, we're getting into the, this idea now that we're going to come back to at the very end, which is, can you collect for Nadunya from Metaltolin or not? So here we see we're moving off the Karka definitely, 
Okay, now we're moving a little bit off of karka, right? The base under the mill. There's some sort of rent roll that's generated by karka. These are karka adjacent sort of things, and we're allowing you to collect from it. Now we're gonna have a great story. Shal Khleber of Anan the Rav Huna. So Rav Anan sent Rav Huna the following. He addressed him like this: Huna Chavrin Shalom. Now this is a very. It's almost like saying the equivalent of Hey Huna. Okay, Huna Chavrin Shalom. Hey Huna, buddy. Okay, meaning it was not, he did not address, and we'll see that Rav Huna was his Rebbe in a proper way. So, ki asya ha'itza, but what was Rav Anan sending to Rav Huna? He said, ki, as, ki, ki asya ha'itza l'kamach, when so-and-so lady comes in front of you to get her nedunya, agba iser nechasi. Okay, give her nedunya. When this lady comes in front of you, give her nedunya. Now, what he didn't say was, from Metalvlin, or from God, where should I give it to her from? Okay, so have a Yasser Rav Sheshes Kamei. So Rav Sheshes was sitting in front of Rav Huna. Rav Huna was not happy about receiving a letter from Rav Anan, who he viewed as on a lower level, and him saying, hey, Huna. Okay, so what did he say? Amar So Ravina said to Rav Sheshes, Zil Emalei. He sent, he sent Rav Sheshes, go tell Rav Anan the following. And Bezeha Lashem, Uvishamta Yehemandalei Amalei. And if you don't repeat over exactly as I'm telling you, I'm going to put you in Cheir, Rav Sheshis. And he said, this is how you have to go to Anan. Anan, Anan. Okay, which is also a pretty disrespectful way of saying little Anan. Anan, Anan. Right? So Rav Huna was paying him back and he said to Rav Sheshis, I know that you're going to be uncomfortable doing this, but you better do this as I'm putting you in Cheir. Anan, Anan. Okay? Where do you want me? You want me to go ahead and effect, carry out the din over here. You want me to give this lady Nadunya from Metalton or Mekarka. Uman Yasvi, so that's number one. Uman Yasvi be Marzicha Beresha. I just want to know, who would sit? The two of, us, two of us were there. Who would be sitting at the head of the table? We'll have to see Marzicha, okay? And a way of basically saying, I'm not so happy that you called me Hey Huna. Okay? So Rav went to Rav Anan, and now he issued the following disclaimer. Don't shoot the messenger. Amar Mar Rabba, you Rav Anan, you are great. And Rav Huna is even greater. Okay, so I, I'm not of standing over here. So when I speak to you the following way, understand. I would never call you Anan Anan if not for the fact that you're great and Rav Huna's your Rebbe is even greater and I'm under a threat here. So don't shoot the messenger. Anan Anan. Okay, so issued. Okay, so Azur of Anan, the Kameh Demar Ukva, Rav Anan was not so happy about getting a response that called him little Anan, Anan Anan. So, Azur of Anan, the Kameh Demar Ukva, Amar Le Chazi Mar, Hechashalachli. So he came to complain to Mar Ukva, look what Rav Huna sent me. Hechishalachli Rav Huna, Anan Anan. Ba'oid, by the way, next thing is, Marzicha, the Shalachli Le'adanam Ainihu. I have no idea what this Marzicha is. He just said Marzicha. Who would sit at Marzicha first? I don't know what Marzicha means. <coughs> so, Amar Le, so Marukva tells Rav Anon who came to complain to him. He said, Emily, easy. Tell me, my dear. Gufa de uvda hechi hava. I want to know all the details. Tell me the whole story. You're missing some parts over here. So Amarle, hachi vachi hava maisa. He says, ah, I responded, hey, who? No, he responded with, through Rav Sheshis, Anan, Anan. So Amarle, gavra de la yada marzicha. If you don't know what a marzicha is, shalach le Rav Huna, Huna chavrayim. You could address Rav Huna in such an informal way. Well, right, if you don't even know what a marzicha is. So my marzicha, and by the way, what is a marzicha? That is an avil. Okay, so we're saying, who would sit at the table of an avil? Who would sit first? Okay, dechsev, kayamar, shem, al-tabay, beis marziach, etc. Now, 
just to talk about this dinner, Marzuach and Avil, before we get back to the Shiloh. Now, we know that the Avil himself, we're talking about when we both come in to sit at a table at a Suda. Okay, but here we want to know who Lamaisa and a base Avil, who sits at the head of the table. So the Pasuk says, where do we know, Ravo says, where do we know that the Avil is the one who actually sits at the head? Meaning, when Ravuna and Ravana were talking about, they're like, okay, we're going to the base Avil, the Avil's going to sit at the front, fine, but between the two of us, Who's sitting first? Remember in the Gemara and Brachos, right? Who would get the, the one above? Who would get the one, okay? Who would get the one below? Who, which one of us would be, okay? So, how do we know that Taka, the Avel, is the one who sits at the front? Again, not in the Chashivas, but that was a separate point. It says, I choose the way, Eshev Roish, the Ashkain Kemelech Begadud, Ka'asher Avelim Yenachem. Okay? So, who is Eshev Roish? The Eshev Roish is like the Avelim Yenachem. So the Gemara says, well, Yenachem Acher Mashma. Yenachem sounds like the one who is doing the comforting should be the one sitting Barash, not the one who is getting comforted. So the Gemara says, Amr Nachem Bar Yitzchak, Yenachem Ksiv. No, you got to change around the Nakudas, and really it means the one who's getting comforted. Okay, so the one who's getting comforted, the Hainu, the Avel, he should sit at the head of the table. Marzutra Amar Meyacha, different Pasuk, Vesar Merach Sruchim, Marvazach Nasasarlo Sruchim. That the one who is Marvazach, the one who is depressed, he should be the Sar L'Saruchim, meaning so he should sit at the head. Okay, so we have two Pesukim that talk about the head. Again, how did we get there? We want to know Marzachim because of the Rav Re- Anan gave instructions to, Re- uh, to Rav Huna, that he called Mar Huna. He's Huna Chavroim Shalom, right? What he called him, sorry. He called him Huna Chavroim Shalom. He said, give so-and-so lady, Nadunya, when she comes from Nadunya, and the response back was, me or me. Mishubadi, with a Makar, I'm sorry, Mimikarki or or Mimitaltali. So the Gemara says, I'm a Rabbi Hulchasami Mikarki Vole Mimitaltali. That you would give it from Karka and not Mitalto. I Meaning Nidunya is only from Karka. Bain Lemizaini, not just limited to Nidunya, but Bain Lemizaini, Bain Liksuba, Bain Laparna. So all these things can only be collected from, from Karka and not from Mitaltali. Now Tosis points out over here, and we've had this before, that the Il Pirashnu, the Bismana Zek Kulumi Mitaltali that we would go based on metaltolin in general, okay, that it would not be from Karkum metaltolin, that we said from the times of the Ga'inim already, that the general understanding was that people, in those times, the times of the Gemara, they would collect from Karka, that was considered the thing that everybody collected from, but at the times of the Ga'inim already, it switched, just like in said, nobody thinks to go collect from Karka, when you're owed money, you're gonna always think money, you're gonna think money, metaltolin. Okay, so the question is, the, the thing is like this, the, and, and the other, there are other Rishonim, brought down in the place that argue on that, because, I understand for Balchayv, that's where the Das is, but by Nadunya, the, the, the Takanas Ga'inim was never made on Nadunya, it was only on Balchayv. So there is actually Machlekes Paiskim, whether or not, whether or not for Nadunya as well, it would have switched at the times of the Ga'inim. But what's just interesting here, kind of what I was alluding to your point before, Taisa's on Dafnun, Taisa's on Dafnun, where we brought this first. So it was a few weeks ago, we brought this whole idea a while ago that we see that based on the two times, the times of the Ga'inim, that when you're collecting, you collect from it. So he says that, he drops in a line here, and the place can weigh on this, that that maybe this whole machlik is back and forth, is nidain between the Rishonim, because there's a discussion in the Rishonim, Tesis clearly says, for all three over here, that even for Nadunya, you, to Bismanas, that would be Metatolin. Other, the Rambam, the Rif, they argue on that, and, they, and, and again, the place can discuss it, but where Tesis drops in, he says, is that this whole discussion requalifies. When Rabbah says Nadunya, remember, there's two categories in Nadunya. There is Nadunya, standard Easter Nechassim, and then there is Nadunya, where we're Aymed the Av. So since there's a concept of being Aymed, what the father would have wanted by Nadunya, Tesis Tainas on Daf Nun, that since 
the father would want the metaltolin, the nedunya paid out of metaltolin as well. So at least in that, we would go, emidas the father. And therefore, we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, we said that, Rava, Shmuel, we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, that we're emidas the father. So maybe even though the Chuvas the, the wasn't said about nedunya per se, but because we paskin emidas the father, and the general understanding is that the father would want metaltolin, so at least even though we, we aren't able to discern whether this father was generous or not, but since he lived at a time where the norm was metaltolin, maybe at least the halacha is for that, in regards to that amida, we can at least go ahead and say we're emidas the father. Um, but I said, this is a discussion in the post. Okay, let's move on to the next Mishnah. We'll make a haschala here. We're not going to finish uh, the parak, so we'll have to come back to it um, tomorrow. But Hamashlish Mois Lebitai. So let's say a person goes ahead and he sets up the Mishnah. Hamashlish Mois Lebitai. So the father goes ahead and appoints a shliach to buy, okay, this is at the time of Averson, and he says, but when she gets married, I'm appointing a shliach that the shliach should buy a certain field for his daughter. And then the Baal would essentially get the payers from that field. It would become Nechzei Melog. Okay? So, she says, when does she say this? Now, Rashi seems to say, Okay? She says, after she's married. But really, it means about after she's married. Tessus makes this point. It has to be based on the Goran later on. So, she says, during the, during the Aresin. So, the father goes ahead, gives the Shriach money, and tells him, go buy a piece of land for my daughter when she gets married. She says, you know what? I trust the husband. Don't bother. Okay? She says, Neman bali alai. You don't have to do the shlichus. This is all for my benefit. This is all for my benefit. I'm saying, let my husband, just give the money to my husband, he'll buy the land for me. Okay? So then, Yasha ha shlish, Masha hushash Rameir holds that, Rameir holds of the following idea. Mitzvah l'kayim divrei Since this is, again, the father's obviously, why is he making a shlish? Because he's dying. He's not going to be around. So he's telling, he's telling the shliach, go ahead and buy a piece of land for, the, for my daughter. She's saying to the shliach, okay, the father now passed away, don't worry about it. So Rameir says, we have to miss the kind of different right? What's the don't worry about it? Because either way, what's going to happen? She, it's going to be hers anyways. It's gonna, right? So it's doing it, he's doing it on her account. And once they get married, everything's going to be in the rishos of the Baal anyways. So all you're doing is you're shortening the time span. It's inevitable anyways. Yet, so Rameir, Rameir's din is mitzvah kind of Rameis, and therefore you don't have an option. Let's say it's a regular field. He writes in Lamaichra. Let's say the father, the father has a shlish, and the field is supposed to go to her. The second it comes to her, she can sell it. She can do whatever she wants with it. There's no strings attached. So why wouldn't we listen to her and say, if she says, give it to the husband, give the money to the husband, let him buy the field. By the way, this is all begedoyla. That a katana cannot affect this switch or be mevatol according to anybody, the shlichos. Now, to understand, again, the machlekes here is, if it's going to happen anyways, will we let her basically step in and avoid, the only thing we're violating is that we're not being mekayim, well, that becomes, a, we're not being mekayim, the, the shlichos, and that is, this is a machlekes, and isn't mitzvah lekayim divrei hames or not? Rameir says yes, and he says no, we're not changing anything. The father's, ideal here is going to be accomplished because anyways, all he wanted to do was get the field to his daughter and, and it's going to go to the husband anyways. It's going to come to look. So we're going to end up in the same place. Just a question of Mitzvah Kaim Deber So the Gemara is going to start with a Bryce, a Tanar Abadon. So let's say this is the case is a little bit different, but the point here is the same. At the father appoints, again, he's going to pass away and he tells the Chassan, he gives a Mois to the Chassan, Likach Mayhan Sada Levitai. Okay, he, tell, he tells the husband, I'm giving you money, I want you to buy a field for my daughter. 
and she says, Just give the money then. Okay? Masha Shlish again. Sorry. So again, the Shlish, the Shliach, is going to give the money to the husband to buy a field. And she says, You know what, Shliach, just give the money to him. I don't need the field. It's fine. Okay? So then, Minanasuin Harishaspiyada. If there's already Nisuin, so then the money's given over. Everything that was supposed to happen here was conditional on Nisuin. Once the Nisuin happens, essentially she or he gets ownership of it. And therefore, we should listen to her anyways. But when it's Erisin, so then, again, because everything here that the father was commanding was to happen at Nisuin time. So once it already happened, then we were Makayim Dever Hames already, then there's no question. But, meaning Nisuin. But during the Erisin, when the, they're still under the instruction, the Shlish is still under the instruction of the father, then that's where Rameyer holds Mitzvah Kayim Dever Hames. Okay, but we say that what's the difference in Rameyer? Erisin, Nisuin. Okay, Rabbi Yaisi Aimer, Ha makes no difference, Eris and Nisuin. It's all about is she a Gedela or a Katana? Ha Gedela, Beme Nasum, Beme Nasum, or Shus Biyada. She can affect the change, she's a Gedela already. Katana, Beme Nasum, Beme Nasum, Yasa, Shush, Masha, Hoshush. Okay, my Binayu. So we want to understand what's the difference between Mach, Rameyer, and Rabbi Yaisi. So again, on the surface, Rameyer says, Rameyer says that we're only not going to listen to her during Erisin. When are we going to listen to her? After Nisuin. Rav says, we're only not going to listen to her katana. Okay, we're going to listen to her as a gadayla. So it seems like there's two possibilities of where they could be arguing about. Everybody's going to agree katana and erisin is off. And everyone's going to agree that gadayla and nesuin, right, the katana and erisin we're not going to listen to her. Everyone's going to agree that gadayla and nesuin we're going to listen to her. So where's the machlekes? It's a katana during nesuin or a gadayla during erisin. That's where those are the two possibilities. Now we're going to eliminate one of those possibilities. So what's the arguing. Katana Nisuin or Gedoyla Erisin. So now, Elam Katana Menanasuin, it could be Nayu Dura Meir Savar, Harishus Biyada, that since she's a Nisuin, Rameir said, all I care about is if she's a Nisuin, so the father, Shlichus, is already done. So then there's just Biyada, the Asr of Yesu Lameimar, no, Afilu Menanasuin, Nami, Gedoyla in Katana Loi. We're not going to listen to the divrei of a katana. She doesn't have any standing. She can't affect Kenya. She can't affect a switch, a changeover in the bylaws or ownership of this. Ema seifa. Okay, well, let's go to the seifa of our Mishnah. What did it say? The seifa said, Avo bekatana ain't maisa katana klum. That's what the last line of our Mishnah said. Avo bekatana ain't maisa katana klum. Haman katani la. Who's saying this? Elamer abyesi. If you're telling me this is Rabbi Yaisi, well, Rabbi Yaisi already said in the Reisha, Me Reisha Shmas Mina, Dama Rabbi Yaisi, Vichy Eina Ella, Sada, he writes in the Machra, Harei Machura Me Achshav, Gedela de Bas, right? So therefore, that, he writes in the Machra, Harei Machura Me Achshav. So she could sell it now already, okay? Gedela de Bas Vini in, meaning, what's, why did Rabbi Yaisi argue on there saying that she could sell it now? She could sell it now only if she has the ability to affect Kenyan. So we must have been talking about, like we saw in the Brysa, a Gedela. And we already said that only a Gedela will, are we going to listen to her. So, and Katana, Gedela, Gedela Vini in, Katana Vini Loi. Okay, and therefore, again, I don't need this last line of the Mishnah, doesn't tell me anything about Rabbi I already knew from the case of the Reisha, where Rameyo and Rabbi were arguing, and Rabbi said, right, like we had in the Bryce, Gedela Katana, or Rabbi came and said, what do you, why can't she go ahead and just instruct the Shlish to give the money to the husband to buy the field? Anyways, it's gonna it's hers, right? It, she, she's it, once it comes to her, she's a basket. Well, who's a Baskinian? <coughs> Only a Gedela, not a Katana. So therefore, the Seifa must have been Ella the Rameyer. He. Okay, so really the Seifa must be for a mayor. And again, how do we color what the Shila is? Rameyer said it depends 
Again, from Arison, we're not going to listen to her. From Nisuin, we will listen to her. Rabbi Yassi said, Gedele, we will listen to her. Katana, we won't listen to her. What's the Machlekes? It can't be Nisuin of a Katana, because otherwise, why did the Mishnah say, Bikatana, any Maisa Katana, Klom? Can't be Rabbi Yassi, because I already know Rabbi Yassi said, that is exactly the dividing line, Katana or Gedele. So LMI, it must be that it's coming to tell me in Rameyer, that even according to Rameyer, Katana, no. So again, my two choices are where they're arguing, is it Katana, Nesuin, or Gedele, Erisin? Will we listen to her or not? It must be, Allah Rameyer, he v'chasuri mechzra v'halchi. Katana, here's how you read it. Yasha hashlish, the shliach has to do what he was commanded to do. That's only Erisin. That's her mayor, Shita. So again, he says, all I care about is Erisin Nesuin. Nesuin Rishus Biyada. But now we're going to understand the Sefer. That which we said, all I care about is Nesuin, this is only talking about a Gedayla. So what's the difference between... So even Rameir is going to agree when he said the only difference is Erisin and Nesuin. He was only talking about a Gedayla. But of course Rameir is going to agree that a Ketanam and a Nesuin, we're not going to listen to her. Okay? And therefore, Ela G'dayla mina Erisin, Ekeme Okay? Then what's the whole Machlekes? That is a G'dayla mina Erisin. Reb Meir said, G'dayla mina Erisin, since she's in the middle of Erisin, we can't listen to her. Even though she's a G'dayla, she could affect a change. Mitzvah Kaim Debra Ames. And Reb Yassi holds that, no, I don't care about Mitzvah Kaim Debra Ames. Lamaisa, she's a G'dayla. She can redirect the money wherever she wants. Itmar Reb Yehudah Marshmol, Halach Reb Yassi. So Rehud HaMashmol says halacha is Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Amram Nachman halacha kirem meyer. Okay, so he says that the halacha is like Rameyer, like we said, mitzvah l'kayim divrei ha-meis. Okay, we'll stop here.